Part four, chapter sixty-six of Thus Spake Zarathustra by Friedrich Nietzsche, translated by Thomas Common. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Out of service. Not long, however, after Zarathustra had freed himself from the magician, he again saw a person sitting beside the path which he followed, namely a tall, black man, with a haggard, pale countenance. This man grieved him exceedingly. Alas, said he to his heart, there sitteth disguised affliction. Methinketh he is of the type of the priests. What do they want in my domain? What? Hardly have I escaped from that magician, and must another necromancer again run across my path. Some sorcerer with laying on of hands, some sombre wonder-worker by the grace of God, some anointed world-maligner, whom may the devil take? But the devil is never at the place which would be his right place. He always cometh too late, that cursed dwarf and clubfoot. Thus cursed Zarathustra impatiently in his heart, and considered how with averted look he might slip past the black man, but behold, it came about otherwise. For at the same moment had the sitting one already perceived him, and not unlike one whom an unexpected happiness overtaketh, he sprang to his feet and went straight toward Zarathustra. "'Whoever thou art, thou traveller,' said he, "'help a strayed one, a seeker, an old man.' who may here easily come to grief. Here the world is strange to me and remote. Wild beasts also did I hear howling. And he who could have given me protection, he is himself no more. I was seeking the pious man, a saint and an anchorite, who alone in his forest had not yet heard of what all the world knoweth at present what doth all the world know at present asked zarathustra perhaps that the old god no longer liveth in whom all the world once believed thou sayest it answered the old man sorrowfully and i served that old god until his last hour now however am i out of service without master and yet not free likewise am i no longer merry even for an hour except it be in recollections therefore did i ascend into these mountains that i might finally have a festival for myself once more as becometh an old pope and church father for know it that i am the last pope a festival of pious recollections and divine services now however is he himself dead the most pious of men the saint in the forest who praised his god constantly with singing and mumbling he himself found i no longer when i found his cot but two wolves found i therein which howled on account of his death for 
all animals loved him then did i haste away had i thus come in vain into these forests and mountains then did my heart determine that i should seek another the most pious of all those who believe not in god my heart determined that i should seek zarathustra thus spake the hoary man and gazed with keen eyes at him who stood before him zarathustra however seized the hand of the old pope and regarded it a long while with admiration lo thou venerable one said he then what a fine and long hand that is the hand of one who hath ever dispensed blessings now however doth it hold fast him who thou seekest me zarathustra it is i the ungodly zarathustra who saith who is ungodlier than i that i may enjoy his teaching thus spake zarathustra and penetrated with his glances the thoughts and arrear thoughts of the old pope at last the latter began he who most loved and possessed him hath now also lost him most lo i myself am surely the most godless of us at present but who could rejoice at that thou serfst him to the last asked zarathustra thoughtfully after a deep silence thou knowest how he died is it true what they say that sympathy choked him that he saw how man hung on the cross and could not endure it that his love to man became his hell and at last his death the old pope however did not answer but looked aside timidly with a painful and gloomy expression let him go said zarathustra after prolonged meditation still looking the old man straight in the eye let him go he is gone and though it honoureth thee that thou speakest only in praise of this dead one yet thou knowest as well as i who he was and that he went curious ways to speak before three eyes said the old pope cheerfully he was blind of one eye in divine matters i am more enlightened than zarathustra himself and may well be so my love served him long years my will followed all his will a good servant however knoweth everything and many a thing even which a master hideth from himself he was a hidden god full of secrecy verily he did not come by his own son otherwise than by a secret ways at the door of his faith standeth adultery whoever extolleth him as a god of love doth not think highly enough of love itself did not that god want also to be a judge 
but the loving one loveth irrespective of reward and requital when he was young that god out of the orient then he was harsh and revengeful and built to himself hell for the delight of his favorites at last however he became old and soft and mellow and pitiful more like a grandfather than a father but most like a tottering old grandmother there did he sit shriveled in his chimney corner fretting on account of his weak legs world-weary will-weary and one a day he suffocated of his all too great pity thou old pope said here zarathustra interposing hast thou seen that with thine eyes it could well have happened in that way in that way and also otherwise when gods die they always die many kinds of death well at all events one way or the other he is gone he was counter the taste of mine ears and eyes worse than that i should not like to say against him i love everything that looketh bright and speaketh honestly but he thou knowest it forsooth thou old priest there was something of thy type in him the priest type he was equivocal he was also indistinct how he raged at us this wrath-snorter because we understood him badly but why did he not speak more clearly and if the fault lay in our ears why did he give us ears that heard him badly if there was dirt in our ears well who put it in them too much miscarried with him this potter who had not learned thoroughly that he took revenge on his pots and creations however because they turned out badly that was a sin against good taste there is also good taste in piety this at last said away with such a god better to have no god better to set up destiny on one's own account better to be a fool better to be god oneself what do i hear said then the old pope with intent ears oh zarathustra thou art more pious than thou believest with such an unbelief some god in thee hath converted thee to thine ungodliness is it not thy piety itself which no longer letteth thee believe in a god and thine over-great honesty will yet lead thee even beyond good and evil behold what hath been reserved for thee thou hast eyes and hands and a mouth which have been predestined for a blessing from eternity one doth not bless with the hand alone nigh unto thee though thou professest to be the ungodliest one i feel a hell and a holy odour of long benedictions i feel glad and grieved thereby 
let me be thy guest o zarathustra for a single night nowhere on earth shall i now feel better than with thee amen so shall it be said zarathustra with great astonishment up thither leadeth the way there lieth the cave of zarathustra gladly forsooth would i conduct thee thither myself thou venerable one for i love all pious men but now a cry of distress calleth me hastily away from thee in my domain shall no one come to grief my cave is a good haven and best of all would i like to put every sorrowful one again on firm land and firm legs who however could take thy melancholy off thy shoulders for that i am too weak long verily should we have to wait until some one reawoke thy god for thee for that old god liveth no more he is indeed dead thus spake zarathustra notes by anthony m ludovici zarathustra now meets the last pope and in a poetical form we get nietzsche's description of the course judaism and christianity pursued before they reached their final break-up in atheism agnosticism and the like the god of a strong warlike race the god of israel is a jealous revengeful god he is a power that can be pictured and endured only by a hardy and courageous race a race rich enough to sacrifice and to lose in sacrifice the image of this god degenerates with the people that appropriate it and gradually he becomes a god of love quote, soft and mellow end quote, a lower middle-class deity who is quote, pitiful end quote. he can no longer be a god who requires sacrifice for we ourselves are no longer rich enough for that the tables are therefore turned upon him he must sacrifice to us his pity becomes so great that he actually does sacrifice something to us his only begotten son such a process carried to its logical conclusions must ultimately end in his own destruction and thus we find the pope declaring that god was one day suffocated by his all too great pity what follows is clear enough zarathustra recognizes another higher man in the ex-pope and sends him too as a guest to the cave end of part four chapter sixty six recording by john van stan savannah georgia